Welcome to the Sky Society Podcast, the place where dream careers come true. I'm your host, founder and CEO of Sky Society, Natalie Peters. Prepare for smiles, tears, surprises, and epic takeaways. This podcast is for the ambitious woman who wants it all and wants it real. We're diving deep with relatable and dreamy guests who are showing you what actually matters when it comes to starting and accelerating your career so you can make your dream job your real job. Let's make it happen. Welcome back, marketing girlies. We are a couple weeks into 2024. I still can't believe it, but I thought that what better way to start off the year than by going back to 2023 and just doing a recap of some of my biggest takeaways from the podcast guest this past year. We did the most episodes ever in 2023. We did, I think, 48 episodes, which is absolutely insane. And we just told different stories from all different types of marketers in this industry. And it has been so much fun. And I just feel so grateful to be able to to bring these stories to life and to share them with you. So what I'm going to do today is go through some of the things that I think were most impactful or that were most memorable for me throughout this past year. There are so many episodes I know in 2023, and it's sometimes hard to know where to start. So hopefully this can also kind of give you an idea of what you're most interested in. And then you can kind of scroll through and check out our titles and descriptions and dive deeper into episodes that have topics that you want to learn more about. So we're going to go ahead and jump on in and If you just a little background about the Sky Society podcast. So when I originally started the podcast, the intention was to essentially bring coffee chats to everyone's phones. So I know that so many of you know that your network is your net worth or that you should people always tell you all the time to do coffee chats. You can learn about different industries and different jobs, and that can be really intimidating and overwhelming. And so what we do with the Sky Society podcast is I will interview different women in marketing at all different types of companies and all different industries. We try to do fashion, beauty, tech, CPG. We do just as many different things as we possibly can so we could tell all different types of stories so that you can figure out what you want to do in your life so you could get career advice from female mentors that you may not have access to on your own. And I am super excited for 2024. We're going to be doing some new formatting styles as well. We're going to do some more topic-specific episodes. So typically, we've done a very much of a story format where we go through the guest story, typically from college to where they are now. And now we're starting to do some more topic-focused episodes where we're going to focus on one specific topic. So keep an eye out for those in 2024. All right. So starting with my list here, I have I first want to say that 95% of the guests on the Sky Society podcast have never been on a podcast before they came on my podcast, which is insane. And this, again, goes back to the goal of I don't typically interview CMOs or CEOs. I try to interview the women that are on the grounds, in the thick of it, and that are more relatable to where a lot of our listeners are. And so most of these women are in the senior manager, title area, director, title area. So that they're higher up, so they have a lot of experience, but they're not too high up where they're removed from some of the everyday work that our listeners are doing or that are hoping to do if you're on the younger side and you're in college and looking to break into the marketing industry. So with these guests, I find that there's two camps that they fall into. There are some podcast guests that knew their dream company from the moment they graduated or before they even graduated. They knew what their dream job was and they did not rest until they landed that job. 
or they landed a role at whatever company was their goal. This camp is much more rare. The second camp where most of my guests fall into is that they figured everything out along the way and their career really didn't make sense in the moment. But now looking back on it 10 years later, everything happened for a reason and there's never anything that they regret. But when they were in the thick of it, it really did not make sense to them and they were just focused on moving forward. But sometimes they just didn't even know where they were going or what exactly that they wanted. So if you're someone that falls into that first camp where you have a, you know, your dream would be to work at Nike and you're not going to rest until you work at Nike, that is absolutely possible. Those stories of those girls that were incredibly tenacious and went after that, two people that I'm not to, if you guys can want to ask me questions in the LinkedIn group after for specific guests, because I don't want to try to butcher anyone's names when I'm sharing this, but the girls that were really tenacious and had that dream company, it did not come easy. Some of them had to apply to that role several times and get rejected several times before they eventually landed that job. So if you're in that first camp, don't be afraid by rejection. I had guests get rejected like 10 times from their dream company, and it wasn't until the 11th that they actually got the job. And so don't be discouraged. If you're in that second camp where you just don't exactly know what you want to do within marketing, you fall within the majority. That is totally normal. Some of the guests change halfway through their career. Some just kind of serendipitously end up in one space and they figure it out they liked it and they keep going i find out that a lot of the career switches moves and decisions are honestly by chance and in the best way i i believe that you can create your own luck by taking action right that the you know you can be more lucky if you're just out there doing more things and more opportunities will be able to find you and a lot of these guests didn't exactly know where they were supposed to be or what they wanted until it found them so if you're in that second camp be patient because you never know where opportunity will strike. And it's really fun hearing the guest stories of how they they found their, their, their industry or their company because each one is so unique. Okay, so another topic that came up over and over again throughout the episodes this past year was career comparison and the importance of not comparing your career path to another. So this goes back to even just those two camps I talked about. But a lot of the guests that came up that their path is just so unique to them. And that it was really hard if at the beginning of their career, things weren't working out the way they wanted them to. And it was really hard not to compare themselves to other people on LinkedIn and looking at how, quote unquote, perfect their jobs look like, their career path looked like, you know, wondering how much they're making and if they're making more than you are. So career comparison came up a lot. If you're struggling with that, please remember that your path is your own. I think this podcast is a great reminder of that, that everybody's path is so unique. And career comparison is just, you're just, it's adding no value and no benefit to you. So really try to avoid that at all costs and be more mindful if you find yourself comparing yourself to others' careers. Layoffs. Surprisingly enough, maybe not surprisingly, because I think the past couple of years since the pandemic have been just an unpredictable roller coaster of what the job market has looked like. But you would be surprised at how some of the most intelligent, talented and experienced marketers have been laid off in their marketing career. It has happened multiple times. That's come up in stories. I've had guests that have booked me. We booked the, the podcast episode recording and they come on and they go, hey, like I just got laid off. I wasn't planning on it. Do you still want to record? I always say yes, because I think that is such a human experience and one that is very relatable to, to all of us. And that at one point in your career, if it hasn't already, you may be laid off. And remembering that that is not personal that is not any reflection of your abilities and, and who you are. 
And I thought it was so interesting. I never I never really thought people got laid off as much as it has happened in throughout different podcast stories and different guests that I've had on. And so I think that's just a beautiful reminder that the career comparison that you may be doing, you may not, you know, know that someone got laid off or you may not know the full story. But if you are going through a layoff or you have been through a layoff or you may in the future, we have a lot of really incredible guests who have gone on and shared their experience with being laid off. So after being laid off, one of the things that all of these guests had to do was get their next job. Throughout the entire podcast, I have always tried to place an emphasis on figuring out how or asking guests how they got their jobs or how they got their next job, because I know a lot of our listeners are job seekers or they want to move up within their career. And I know you may not want to hear this, but most of those jobs were through connections or recruiters, but a lot of them were through connections. However, I want to remind the listeners who are younger, who are in college or just a couple years post-grad, most of those jobs through connections happened later in their career. After they've spent years building connections, meeting people in the industry, developing relationships, you know, working on their LinkedIn so recruiters can identify them and building up that experience. It was at the beginning, most of them got their jobs by just applying. And then later in their career, most of them got their jobs through connections. So I hope that gives some of the younger listeners a little bit of peace of mind because I think there's a lot of pressure that you're supposed to all of a sudden have this massive network of connections once you graduate that's supposed to help you get your next job, which I think is just unrealistic for most of us. So take a breather. Most did get it through connections, but that happened later in their career. One thread I found with my guests who were really successful early on is that they had internships in college. If you are listening and you are in college, please go out and get internships. If you are older, but you have a younger cousin, niece, nephew, whoever, make sure they do internships in college. They matter so, so much. And most of the guests that have, that have had that younger success or been able to work at those bigger companies at an earlier age did internships because those bigger companies want you to have experience. They don't have a massive budget. And so they want to take someone on that they know they can train quickly and that's going to understand the responsibilities quickly. So please do internships. If you are later in your career and you weren't able to get those college internships and you're feeling behind, there are alternatives. I definitely encourage you to check out our accelerator, Sky Society Accelerator. It specifically focuses on helping women who feel like lack of experience is holding them back in their marketing career. So that's a great resource for you. And also listening to these guests is also a great resource to just kind of see how other people got their roles. With networking, I also wanted to note that a lot of the guests that said they were really good at networking or had these opportunities based off of networking, I noticed that it takes a lot of nourishment. They typically had a strategy or they had networking, a system kind of ingrained in their life or a process, and that they were actively working on making new connections and nourishing the connections that they already had. I've even had certain guests that have shared frameworks about what their networking looks like and just how important it is. So if you are in your career and you find yourself, you're on an internship, spend time trying to get to know your coworkers, spend time trying to get to know your manager, spend time trying to network and talk to other people at the company, connect with them on LinkedIn, keep up to date, keep posting on LinkedIn so they keep seeing you, do good work so they take notice that you did good work and they remember you that way. 
but really nourish your network. Really try to make sure that you are meeting as many people as possible. And the people that are on your network, you're staying in touch with them. You're reaching out to them. You know, if you had a good boss a year later around the holidays, you should reach out to that boss. You should check in, see how they're doing. Maybe grab a coffee with them or a virtual coffee, but do whatever you possibly can to nourish those relationships because you never know. It could take two years, five years, 10 years, and that now, that connection is going to come back to really, really help you. But you can't just have the really awesome manager, you know, right when you graduate, not talk to that manager for five, 10 years and expect them to recommend you for a job or to be there to support you. So make sure you're nourishing and you're spending time cultivating those connections. With networking, one thread I also found with so many of these successful women was that they had found incredible mentors and they attributed a lot of their success to mentorship and to being able to have advocates at the company that they worked for. So again, we have a a good amount of episodes where guests go through and they talk about how they found a mentor and how to pick a mentor and what makes a good mentor. But at the bottom line, ask people for coffee chats, ask, be curious, ask to learn about different people. And then there will be certain people that you really connect with and click with that will naturally, hopefully then fall into that mentor role for you. I think that when you're young, you're really scared to ask for that support and to ask for that help because you kind of want to show that you can do things on your own, which is fine. But also don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid to ask questions because that's how you're going to find a mentor is by showing that you need help and someone who can help you is going to step in. And also don't be afraid to ask. If you find someone that, you know, you keep going back to for answers or that is continuously supporting you, you can ask them like, hey, I'm looking for a mentor. Would you be open to just doing like a monthly call with me where I could update you on my career and you could give me some advice? I really believe in the goodness of people and I think that most people would say yes to that. And I really think that most people want to help others because helping others selfishly makes us feel good. Have you ever done anything for someone else and it just made you feel super, super good and super warm inside? And I think a lot of people want to help others and they just don't have that opportunity. So don't be afraid to ask. You never know who's going to say yes. Moving on to advanced degree. So this was something I was really curious about. As I mentioned before, this last season, we, I made sure to ask guests kind of what their education background was, and I would see what they studied or where they went to school. So my key takeaways about education. It does not matter where you go to school to get a job at a certain company. To an extent, I'm sure that certain schools have different programs that funnel into different companies or whatever. But for the most part, There wasn't a universal like, oh, wow, all of the most successful guests worked at this company or all the guests that worked at the biggest companies had this education background or went to this university. It's all over the place, like literally all over the place. So don't stress if you didn't go to an amazing school or not. I find that it was super distributed across across my guest list. The second thing was advanced degrees. I did have some guests that had MBAs, but it was definitely in the minority. I would say maybe 5% of the guests had an MBA. Don't quote me on that, but it was very, very rare. The guests that had the MBAs loved them. This is not to say that you, again, not to say that you need an MBA to find success in your career because so many of the guests did not have it. Most of them did not have MBAs, but I did find that the, the guests that talked to me about their MBAs and about their experience really did enjoy it. And they really found it helpful with them moving forward and and moving in the direction that they were looking for in their career. And so I definitely encourage you to check out those episodes if you're considering getting an MBA, because I think that 
is it's good to hear other people's perspectives on why they took it and if it was helpful for them or not. All right, moving into salary. So I don't ask the guests about their salaries. So I don't know if MBAs helped increase their salaries or I'm assuming that they did. But I did want to talk about salary really quickly. And I just wanted to remind everybody listening that you can ask for more than you think you can. It has come up multiple times where I've had podcast guests tell me, you know, or explain to me how they've increased their salary or they doubled their salary or how they finally got the job that they wanted and they were too afraid to ask for a higher salary and later realized that they had so much more wiggle room they could have negotiated their salary. So this is just your reminder that you can ask for more than you think that you can. And unless your ask is completely outrageous, if your ask is too high, they're not going to disqualify you from the job. They're just going to address it then and there and tell you what the, the real expectation is. But please negotiate your salary. It is free money on the table and you're only going to get it if you ask for it. Okay, bringing me to my, I think the one I want to talk about the most or the one that means the most to me, and that is career contentment. What makes you happy in your career? This is a topic I love to discuss in the accelerator that we do as well, Sky Society Accelerator, because I feel like it's something that is so important that we often don't spend any time thinking about or contemplating or really figuring out what will make me happy in my career. And I think for those of us, you know, you may be saying, oh, I do ask myself that question. I think sometimes it's misguided because the things that we think will make us happy in our career actually will not. And so I wanted to talk about some of the things that I've noticed when guests talk about the company they work at and they light up the things they're talking about that make that job a really great fit for. You. So the first thing is mindfulness and being present throughout your entire career. And the reason why that matters is so you can figure out what you like and what you don't like. I think I always compare career to dating. But I think in your career, when you have new jobs, they're almost like new partners. And you're figuring out through those relationships, you're learning about yourself and you're figuring out what you want in your next job and what you don't want in your next job. And if you're not being present during that job and you're not seeing yourself, wow, I really love this aspect of my job. Why do I like that aspect? Or I really dread doing this. It gives me anxiety. It makes my stomach drop every single time I think about having to do it. Why is that part of your job so difficult for you? And really just trying to learn as much as you can about yourself, asking yourself what you really like, what you don't like, so that you can be more intentional about your next career move. When you are in interviews, you can interview the company as well. You should be interviewing them as well and getting and making sure that you are picking a role where you are going to feel most fulfilled. So be present at your roles. If you are currently at a job, make sure that you are asking yourself those. You're doing check-ins with yourself and asking yourself, you know, what do I like and what do I not like and the whys behind those. One of the things that was honestly just universal across the board that every single guest who loved their job had was a great team. I, I think we all understand this at some level that people don't quit their jobs, they quit their bosses, and that if you, you have coworkers that you like, I think you generally enjoy your job. But this was just so, so prevalent. Like, the amount of times this came up in a conversation that guests would call out their teams, I think is is important to just pause and to really think about that, about that the people that you work with greatly determine your happiness at your job. 
one of the things I start the accelerator with when I teach it is just defining career contentment. And I use that word because I think that that should be the goal within, you know, happiness or whatever you want to call it. I really enjoy that term. But one of the biggest things is just enjoying the people that you work with. And I think it makes so much sense because if you're spending if you're spending eight hours a day, five days a week, 50 weeks a year working with someone, if you dislike that person, you're not going to enjoy going to work. One of the jobs I had after college, I remember I loved that job so much. And when I think back about why I loved the job, a huge part of it was just because I loved my coworkers and my boss. Like that was it. I just loved the people I worked with. I made so many of my friends at that job. And I just had such a social attachment to that role that I loved it. It wasn't necessarily at the most glamorous company. It wasn't necessarily doing the most glamorous work. But I loved the people I worked with, and that made me really love the job. So look for a great team. Another huge, huge thing is personality fit or life fit of that job. With guests who are very social and outgoing, they will always talk about how they love their job because they get to do those things. They get to talk to people. They get to communicate. They get to collaborate. I also think there's a life fit component. If you really love the travel, finding a job that enables that for you, and that can just be as simple as the job is remote and your boss is very trusting and, and more and gives you more freedom with your time and your role that you feel like you can travel more. But I think this is very unique to each person of whether or not you're an extrovert, you're an introvert, whether or not you like collaboration or you don't like collaboration, whether or not you want a lot of autonomy and freedom in your role or you want more structure. I think a lot of those unique identifying factors go into being mindful, figuring out what you want, and then finding a role that meets those needs. More important than what did make these guests happy when they were talking about the roles that they really loved was what did not make them happy. And I think this is going to be maybe a not so welcome reminder, but what did not make those guests happy was their job title. What did not make those guests happy was the company name. And what did not make those guests happy was the industry. Not that those things made them unhappy, but just that those were not on the list of things. When I asked those guests, why do you really love your job? What's your favorite part about your job? It was never about the title, the company, or the industry. And I say this as a reminder because I think so many young career professionals are chasing those things. They're chasing the title. They want the big, flashy company. They want work in an ideal industry. But at the end of the day, that is not what made so many of these the guests that I had on the podcast happy. It was those other things that I mentioned. And I think that that's a good check-in with yourself of asking yourself, if you're unhappy at your job, why is that? And if you're on the job hunt, are you putting yourself in a box by focusing too much on company job title or industry? All right. So I think that's about covers most of the key takeaways. I think one of the last things I want to leave you with is that any, well, I don't know how to say this in a in a less cheesy way, but that there is so much possibility and opportunity out there. And marketing is such a competitive space. It is so competitive. But when I talk to one guest from another to another, there's not a very specific thing that is incredibly unique or you know a hard skill that all of these guests have I think the the biggest thing that they had is that they were tenacious and that they didn't give up and that they kept moving forward in their career and that they did the work they did the work 
to stay at that job, to get that job and to move forward. And I say that just to remind you that anyone can do it as well, that it doesn't take a specific degree, it doesn't take a specific skill set. That's something I also wanted to mention is I would ask a lot of the guests like, oh, how can someone that's younger, you know, wanting to get into the same industry as you are, have a job similar to yours, how can they prepare? There was never really a golden answer to that question. And so just a reminder to to keep going. If you're not where you want to be, that's absolutely okay. You will find it and you can find it. And even if there's a lot of competition, it doesn't mean that what's meant for you won't be. I hope you enjoyed this recap. Again, if you have questions about specific topics or want any specific episode recommendations, you can just ask us in our LinkedIn group. It's our private LinkedIn group for women in marketing. If you just search that or if you search Sky Society Women in Marketing on LinkedIn, you'll find our group. As of the recording of this episode, we have about 12,000 incredible women in that group. So it's a great resource. You could just post in there and tag me and I will make any recommendations that I can for you on specific episodes. If you are on the job hunt right now, make sure you check out the Sky Society Accelerator. And then if you enjoyed this episode or you have enjoyed listening to the Sky Society podcast, please leave us a review. It goes a long way and just being able to be here and to create more episodes for you. So we really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to see you in our 2024 Sky Society podcast episodes.